Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? It's the man with the plan, Bert McGurk, a.k.a. Be all the king of hearts. And you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? How you living? How you been? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Clocking Out. Today, we are recording a live spaces on Twitter. Um, it'll be recorded and you can listen back to it on the spaces feature on Twitter, um, as well as this will be recorded and added to our normal podcast playlist that you can listen to on your choice of audio streaming service, whether Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast or Anchor and so on. Um, for any links related to those, you can check out the link in the description, uh, depending on where you're listening to this, all the information regarding our guest, as well as the rest of uh, the podcast, social media out. Um, profiles you could check them out on the links in the description today we have a guest speaker tim tim how you doing i'm doing really good pk man uh a pr i'm sorry buddy um so yeah this this podcast this clocking out podcast i really when when i uh started following the account and i uh started seeing what you're up to um it was really interesting can you tell me a little bit about your podcast like what made you want to get started with this yeah, sure. Thanks. Thanks for uh, asking that. Basically, what I did was I used to do uh, music. I was an independent music artist for quite some time, and I just didn't like I, I like the whole business of music and the whole creative process of music. But what I didn't like was the um, the music industry. I, I've been in it for so long, since like 2007 that I had so many different opportunities uh, to do something with it, but it was always those things that made me uncomfortable in the sense of like contracts and stuff. Once I started diving deep into the industry and I got to see more behind the scenes of what was going on, not only did I fall in love with the, 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 the other things that you can do besides just being an artist, but also being like a producer, a manager, and just an overall person that, that's in control of whatever it is that you're creating yourself. Um, and I saw that that was possible, that one person can do it. You didn't need a whole like... Um, basically a whole label and all this stuff to back you the more and more experience i got in it the more i saw that with the right people you can just do something yourself and i didn't like the way that i saw the music industry going into like this gimmicky type of theme where every artist needed to have this gimmick name with like baby or or little something in it then like i started noticing like the music genre was changing to to something that i didn't like um so i still like making music i just didn't look at it like i wanted to be the center of attention so i pivoted and i just changed um it being all about me as an artist and instead i wanted to bring attention to other independent creators at first i started just with uh music artists then i started uh just moving on from that to like independent business owners and creators whether they had a uh um, a brand or they were selling a product or a service or something i just wanted to use what i learned as being an independent artist of bringing attention and gaining attention from people and i wanted to take advantage of that and help others by just using the equipment that I had to record audio with and what I've learned as far as trying to get people's attention online and use it to benefit and instead of just putting the spotlight on myself as an individual and an, an artist and flip it to actually putting the spotlight on other people who needed help um, getting recognition for what they were doing for the work that they were putting into what they really loved so that's basically how I came up with it I wanted to um, find a way to help people clock out of their normal nine to five jobs and find a way to 
just focus on exactly what they wanted to do and really had a passion for. see and i was i was like working these crazy hours before the event and then you know I, I i after i the event was over i was like what if i did that what if i worked that hard for vector bots what if i worked that hard for my project right where where would that be so i think um people need to work as hard for their own dreams as they do for other people's so i think that what you're doing here has got a lot of um you know a lot of substance and i really appreciate you you know, giving somebody like me uh, the opportunity to tell their story, man. So thank you, man. No, no, thank you for, for uh, you know, taking the time and being a part of it. Had a little bit of a technical issue right here, but um, just in case, does everyone in, in listening right now, can you guys hear us all good clearly and everything? Can you put some emotes or anybody, just uh, a heart or something, just to make sure that you, we're coming through clearly? Just want to make sure that we're everything's all right on both ends and you guys could hear us. Um, but all right, let's let's keep moving forward. Hopefully everything is good. Um, so what what got you or before we get into it to vector bots, what um, give us a little bit of an idea of like who you are, what you do and your background as far as uh, being involved in the Web3 space and designing your own project and everything to, to give us a, a better idea how it led up to that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, man. Um, and it's a long history. I'm a I'm a 40 year old guy, so you know I've been I've been around the block for a little bit. I've done a lot of things, and I like to consider myself a little bit of a jack of all trades. You know, um, I am from a really small town. I graduated with about 70 people, a um, little town in western New York, uh, close to Buffalo. And uh, when I was in high school, I never really took art classes. I uh, you know, I, I had like the, the the plan to go to college and and didn't really know what else after that. So I did go to school. Um, I was originally going to go f to be a teacher. Uh, then I ended up falling in love with art. I took my first art class at college, uh, changed my major to art my second semester, and um, really just wanted to be an artist for the uh, you know those first uh, graduating the year two thousand. So you know from like two thousand to two thousand and four. When I was going to college in Buffalo, um, you know, I was going towards this goal of being an artist or working in the art field in some way. And as you know, um, being an artist is very difficult. And finding, um, you know, like a like a sturdy job where you're 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 doing art or making art or creating art um, is is difficult. And so after I graduated about two thousand four, two thousand five, I uh, ended up getting a job at uh, back at my. Uh, in my hometown at the local grocery store. So I was managing a grocery store. I was working um, in my hometown, seeing all these people that I knew every day, like just the smallest town in the world, uh, managing a little grocery store. And, you know, that really helped me with my soft skills and getting to know people and like uh, just being personable and, and all that. And, and, and that's something that I just, I just love like meeting people, talking to people and all that. So uh, my work history kind of, you know, I went to school for art, <laughs> got out of school, um, not really any jobs for my degree. 
So uh, I ended up working in the grocery store for a couple of years. Um, really enjoyed time there, though. I, I really loved it. Um, after that, I finally got a job working with my degree. I got a job um, working as a print production supervisor for a factory that made vinyl binders um, and like different types of vinyl promotional products. And that was really great because that helped me see the uh, production process and it really got me uh, involved with different artists and, and processes on how to like create things. Um, so it was really fun. I did that for a few years until I moved south. And my wife got a job in North Carolina as a school psychologist. And I went down there and got a job as a graphic designer. I worked at this mom and pop graphic design shop, printing t-shirts and cutting down business cards and you name it. All, all, like It was such a small shop that you kind of had to do a little bit of everything. You'd see the job all the way through. Uh, so I did that for about three or four years, and um, my dad passed away. I moved up back back home to New York, um, got my mom sorted out, um, and went back to the grocery store, believe it or not, uh, and worked for a couple of years, and then um, came back down south, had an opportunity to teach, was not a teacher, was a, was an artist, but um, in, in North Carolina, they allow you to do this thing called lateral entry. So you, um, you know, somebody who's not a teacher can actually teach. And so I spent three years working towards getting my teacher certification in North Carolina. Uh, I have since got that, moved to Florida, taught three years in Florida, got my license in Florida as well, <laughs> and skip forward to now and, and, and I'm working for NFT NYC full time as their lead graphic designer. So um, I have pen all over the place. I don't think I've done anything longer than three years, three or four years. So, um, you know, I feel like everything that I've done, um, to, to, to answer your questions really lengthy here, but everything that I've done in my twenties and my thirties has really kind of set me up with a skill set that's really super helpful in web three. So really thankful for all those experiences. And, uh, first of all thank you for being honest uh i'm 32 myself so i respect the fact that you're being honest of your age there's a lot of people in this this space that i know i know myself whenever I, i've attended any um meetups like the most recent one that i i've attended or most recent events that i've went and i attended to try to meet with other people in real life besides for like the communities online was nft nyc and one thing that I caught myself doing was hesitating sharing my age because I felt a little out of place being that everyone there is really, really young. And I felt like you kind of feel a little late to the party, I guess. And and it was something that I need to learn to just embrace instead of like trying to hide or being ashamed of. And I guess it's just because one of those things that I feel once you say your age, people tend to look at you like, wow, okay, what are you doing or something like that? Not everyone, all the the... The communities that I have been a part of, whether online or all the people that I've met in person, they're not like that. They're very, um, you know, they're, they're very nice. They're very, they, they like to motivate you. They're, they're very enthusiastic about sharing information and, um, you know, just educating you or helping you if you have any questions or if you feel like you don't quite know something. So that's just one thing, first of all, that I, I want to um, just say thank you for because I felt like I'm... I always, every time I share my age, I feel like I'm I'm not supposed to be there. You get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know what? Uh, th this is it. This is this is uh, this is my success right here. This is why I've been so um, successful. <laughs> I uh, ignorance is bliss, man. I literally like after you said that, I'm like, oh, I guess people do worry about that. 
I don't, I didn't even think about that, man. Like, I don't even think about my age and other people's age. Like, I don't even compare it. Like, um, so yeah, man, don't worry about it. You're young as, as fuck, dude. You're super young, man. So am I. Like, you know what I mean? My mom's still out there kicking ass. Yeah, exactly. You know, at 65, like, and she's going to be doing that forever. So like, I, you know, don't worry about your age. Anybody listening, like, um, don't get self-conscious about where you're at compared to somebody else that. The only person you should be comparing yourself to is uh, the person that you saw in the mirror yesterday. Just try to be better than that person, and then you're going to be good to go. So, yeah, I hear you on that, but um, that's, I, I never even really thought about it, buddy, to be honest. So yeah. I don't see it as being a brave thing. I'm just like, I'm just a big old idiot that shares nah, too much. Yeah, no, to, to, <laughs> to me, to me, that, to me, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's a big thing because I, for me, I, that's just one of many things. Like, one of, of that and then um, as far as like your background and then saying that you went back to the grocery store, you were doing it. In my head, I think of things like that also because I, whenever I feel like people are like, oh, what do you do? And then I mention stuff that has literally zero to do with what I'm doing related to the podcast or the Web3 space or anything. I feel like it discredits whatever I'm trying to do at times. And then I get it's just something myself personally that I feel is like I beat myself up about a lot. So when I do these things and I get to talk to people and I learn about how they got into it and I see how successful they are as far as um, being consistent with content and always, you know, growing their communities or paying attention to communities and, and what they're asking for and what's going on in this space. Like I always look at it like, all right, you know, I tend to always just find like the younger people and i'm always like oh hey how's it going and i don't really find out how young they are because it's like you say you really don't think about it but then when it comes up i'm like damn should i even mention how old i am or how long i've been doing this is that gonna mess anything up are they gonna look at me differently are they gonna think something or they think or will they think less so that's something that i always like whenever i hear someone saying it it makes me feel a lot better because i'm like yo you know what i'm not i'm why am i feeling this way like everyone's in this and they're doing it and stuff like you always hear gary like oh you have time but in my head of of course he's always going to say that you know what i mean so it's like anytime <laughs> anytime it pops in my head of age or or experience i always have gary in the back like don't worry you have time so but um regardless exactly of, regardless of that and and uh whatever your experience was before what was your actual first experience with anything related to nfts or the web3 space yeah great question um i was on my i, I remember i was on my planning period um teaching you know i was on my planning period on my phone scrolling my phone trying to trying to you know get away for for a little while and i, I saw a video of gary um drawing this robot like he's got this sharpie and he's talking about nfts and he's, he's drawing this robot and i'm like this freaking robot man what's going on with this robot like really jamming with this robot i, I need to know a little bit more about nfts like i, I think i like this robot so that really got me curious. And at the time he was giving away, he was, he was giving away a lot of NFTs. Um, a lot of, uh, Gary originally owned or go tokens, uh, for the V friends. And those things are very expensive, right? So he was basically giving away 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, $40,000 just to people in his discord. So that got me really curious. And you know, I'm, I'm not shy as you know. And so I'll get in the discord and you could you could search my messages. I think I have like three or four thousand messages in the Discord, and you can see me change in that Discord. You can see my my mindset go from trying to get noticed and trying to get something for free and trying to get a handout to seeing the value of community and and how you know I don't really need Gary's attention. I can get the attention of all these other amazing people in the community like Luna, 
you know, like JB, like all these other folks in the community that, that see the value of what I'm doing. So, um, you know, the second day I was in the discord, this kid wanted a logo done for his detailing business and I made 50 bucks doing a logo for him. Um, and I was like, wow, this is great. Like I can, I can use my graphic design skills. Um, summertime was coming up. So I was going to be able to kind of go all in on that web three and just learn about it. Like I didn't know what NFTs were, uh, randomly got in the Q and a with, with Gary, uh, in the discord where I got to talk to him and I was like, Gary, uh, <laughs> everyone thinks I'm crazy about these NFTs. You know, what do, you know, how do I convince them that you know, I'm not? And he said, you don't. And, um, at that time, Friends was still minting. I sold my, uh, my magic cards that I had. I called my mom up for a couple hundred bucks to top me off, uh, to get enough ETH to get the 1.5 ETH for my, um, my profile picture, which is this honey badger. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I kind of bought this NFT, not really understanding the, the what I had bought and what what this project was really all about. But once I bought it, I, I really spent the next what I don't know a year and a half <laughs> really learning about it, man. So, um, you know, after I bought it, I, I I bought it initially to flip it. I was gonna I was gonna buy it at one point five ETH and I was gonna sell it at three ETH. You can see in the transaction history that I've actually listed it a few times, uh, once for three ETH. And then um, later on, when Gary was trying to pump um, orange, uh, which is the very rares, I set it at 70th. And uh, I'm just super glad it never sold either time because um, the value that I've gotten out of this token um, is so much more than just the, the ETH. So, again, really long answer, but it was Gary V, man. Uh, it was that rare robot, and it was the V Friends Discord back in May last year. Yeah, I have to uh, agree with you also. The first person that got me into um, NFTs by educating me on it was uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I, like I mentioned, I was doing something with the podcast and I was trying to think of a way. I had this idea, but I didn't know how to go about it as far as tracking it and making sure I focused on real people who were honestly supporting from the beginning. And then once I started learning more about NFTs, I'm like, all right, this is something that I can use. And it wasn't until my very first NFT was from Gary and it was a gift. It was a strawberry WTF um, NFT. And then as soon as I had my first one, it was like I was hooked. I, I, I started learning the process as far as having it in my wallet. And then um, I realized that the only way you can really get a hand on any of this is just like all the other things that i started dabbling in is if you only have skin in the game basically i like to say and once you get a little taste of something and you're actually in it even a little bit you get to notice because there's only there's so much talking someone can do as far as explaining what nfts are how they work what they do the functionality behind them and the possibilities but it's not until you actually get your first one or you send your first one or you buy your first one or whatever the case is that you see how it goes from one place to another how it stays in your wallet then you start asking well how do i know this is mine and it's not the same as this one or this is an original and that's a fake or you start noticing that it's not even just watermarks or or logos or nothing it's literally code and when you start breaking it down from what the code does to what the code could do it that's what i feel like the the thing is that i'm trying to get to people right now i feel like everyone just looks at nfts as like this picture 
and and a way of just making money when really there's a lot more behind the whole functionality um, aspect of NFTs, which is what I'm really trying to learn more about by interviewing people such as yourself who went out the way and actually um, created your own project from scratch. So being that Gary V got you into this, I've also uh, noticed that you've been putting out a lot of content and um, doing a lot of promotions and things as far as doing giveaways for your project. What is it that your project is really about? Yes, they're, they're, they're robots, but what made you pick robots? Why robots? Why not something else? And what's the main focus of your project, VectorBots? Oh, man, these are great questions. Um, robots, man. I, I just have always been fascinated by robots. I have a memory, um, like a core memory of me drawing in my grandma's room when she was living with us when I was a kid. And I, I can see the picture and it's a robot. Like, it's what I drew. I um, like, gave it to her. And she and she held it. You know, she kept it for a long time. So you know, robots have always had a special place in my heart. When I, I like I said, I got I got into the Discord because of the Rare Robot, uh, the V fan of Discord. And when I got in there, I named myself um, Rare Robot Tim. Right? I was like, I'm gonna be Rare Robot Tim. I'm gonna have the Rare Robot as my PFP. But after a couple of weeks, I started to think, you know, I don't want to steal Gary's ideas. I don't want to ride his coattails of this robot. Like I love the real robot, but I want it to be, I want it to be my own thing. I want it to be more. I don't want to be a derivative. Um, I want to be inspired by uh, this project V friends, but I don't want to be a copycat. And so I started just kind of playing around with the mouth of the rare robot and uh, drawing out this, uh, this robots. I had like three different robots that I was working on. They weren't named yet. I didn't really have a long story. I didn't know what I was doing with them. Um, in fact, I, I, I knew I was going to call them the VectorBots because I was drawing them in Illustrator, which is a vector-based program. I was like, that's a catchy name. I like that. Um, but beyond that, I was just kind of playing around. I had seen what um, Corso had done with his project BitShields. And he, at the time, he had like eight ETH traded um, by just making these, these fun little shields he was selling for 0 0.02. Um, and so... I was inspired by that and I just, you know, the robots because the rare robot because because I'm just, I'm drawn to them. Uh, also, I'm a little bit of a robot personality wise. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like an emotional person, but like only on deep, deep levels. I don't let like little things bother me. So um, my wife likes to joke and she says that I'm like a robot with no feelings um, sometimes, but uh, really I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm usually in just go mode. So yeah, again, to answer your question in a really lengthy way. Uh, I can just relate to robots. Uh, I, I think they're really cool looking. I think the IPN robots is really, uh, there's not many, right? We got Transformers, uh, and that's about it. There's not many robots out there. No, yeah, you're right. There's not. <laughs> the robot IP is lacking, um, and, and everybody loves robots. Look at kids. Kids love robots like they do. They they really do. Um, and, and I think there's something to that. So, yeah, I just, uh, you know, the project is about, um, I'll get into more about the projects about, but like when I started it, it was more so just to be like, I want to put this art project out there and see if anybody's interested in buying it. And um, and to my surprise, uh, you know, a few minutes after I posted, uh, this is my crypto name, bought the the alpha bot off of uh, off of OpenSea, and uh, the rest is history. So, thank you so much. Well, um, what would you say uh, starting your own project besides for? coming up with an idea which you which you already had because i know that that's one of like the main things that people have everyone's like nfts are great we could do this but what's going to be the idea what's going to be the theme besides for doing that being that you already had something um planned which was the the robots 
what was uh, another thing that you saw as maybe an obstacle that you had to overcome starting your own project? Like maybe uh, I know there were some people that I spoke to that their thing was they didn't know coding or they didn't understand um, um, the contract uh, of NFTs. What's something that you had to learn from scratch when you first started your project that you felt like was a big obstacle that once you got it, you were like, wow, I can't believe I thought this was that difficult, but really it wasn't. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought just minting in general, like was like impossible to do if you didn't know code. Right. So I like early on in my V friends journey, um, Gary gifted Corso a gift goat. He gave him a, a gift goat. Gary gave a bunch of people goo tokens. And in, in, in my opinion, he was shining a spotlight on these people early on. And he showed and like him giving that token to Corso kind of made me look at Corso a little bit, um, closer and he was having these YouTube uh, tutorials on how to make your, you know, how to mint on the blockchain using OpenSea's contract. And he was doing Twitch streams to like help people uh, figure things out. And it was just really awesome. So, yeah, I, I didn't realize how easy it was to just take an image uh, and put it on the blockchain. So I thought it was really difficult. And, you know, with OpenSea's contract, it's really simple. Um, so that was one of the things that really, you know, I, you think it's more complicated than it is now. What I will say is, um, you know, it gets really hard <laughs> once you sell to the few friends that are going to support you. Um, it gets really hard after that. So, you know, bridging the gap between being a quote like a community project um, and like a le like a legitimate project that's going to be here for fifty years uh, is is where I'm at now, and that's probably the hardest part. But I think I am. I think I'm getting to the top of that hill, and I think I think we're about ready to to get to get to an easier spot here and, and get some cruise control. So yeah, I hope I answered your question, but I think early on, I thought it was a lot harder to get those tokens on the blockchain. Um, and then as I started going, like the first few sales were uh, pretty easy. Um, but then after that, it plateaus and you have to work really, really hard and not give up. I think that's the key is, is just don't underestimate, you know, 10 people watching, five people watching, 20 people. Like you got to start small and Vectorbots a year and a half ago wasn't anything. It didn't exist. I had no followers, zero. Um, and now I've got 177 holders. And, um, you know, Vectorbots, I feel, is stronger than ever and going in the right direction. But there was a lot of times where I doubted um, whether or not I could, I could get beyond this community label, this, um, this uh, we're helping Tim out because he's a nice guy type thing, right? No, I want you to buy Vectorbots because in five years, that bot that you bought for 0.01 is going to be worth an ETH. And so that's that's what I'm working towards, right? Like, I don't really care about the the, the ETH. Like, I want to have a nice, you know, life and everything and take care of everything I need to take care of. But really, I want to really establish myself as an artist in the space. And, um, you know, it's little steps. They really add up. So anyone listening, I would just say the hardest thing not giving up continuing to believe that you can do it yeah no I, I totally agree that's something that i i myself struggle with um as well whenever i'm putting stuff out in content lately i've been overcoming buddy you're that. you're being seen you're you are being seen i'm seeing you man and i'm i'm loving what i'm seeing thank like, you i, I really keep appreciate going it, man i, I was yes, i was sir. discouraged for a while i did i've been doing this podcast um I talked about it since 2015. I didn't really start recording till September of 2018. 
And then, you know, COVID happened. I, I, I set up um, a studio at my house in the garage and my the intention was to have people physically come, you know, and everyone, oh, yeah, I want to be on a podcast, but everyone wants to physically be there and, you know, get the video recording and all that. So I set everything up and then as soon as I was done, COVID hit. And then it was like, all right, well, what the hell am I going to do now? And then um, it wasn't until I started getting more into the NFT space and Web 3s and I started noticing, you know, the the, the things happening with, um, you know, Instagram Live and the discords and Twitter spaces and so on. Like the more and more I got into these communities just to try to surround myself with, um, you know, all the positive energy that all these amazing communities have and all these very supportive people that I started looking at it like, yo, you know what? This could be possible. I didn't think that people would really be into showing up for these like little live virtual events and stuff but the more and more i got into the spaces i was like you know what if you do this the right way and as long as you're consistent with it which was one thing i was really having a, a hard time with was being consistent um you know people will show up and if people see that you're actually putting in the time seriously to do this and and to make it something that you and show that it's something you care about people are going to show up you know and so it's like people like you from you doing your giveaways and me seeing how you were doing stuff that was inspiring me as well as the more monkey bites and the more monkey bob crew um also chippy's world who i had on here not too long ago all those things and especially the v friends community um it's all those little things that i, I it trickled down you know first i went to v friends then I found out about Chippy's World. Then I found out about Vectorbots. Then I found out about more. But it's like, if it wasn't for one, I wouldn't have found out about the other. And it was all because people were willing to openly share that information. Nobody was like hiding anything. A thing that I didn't like about the music industry is it, people tend to just keep things to themselves like they can have a special tip that can help somebody in some way productively and they feel like no no i gotta keep it to myself because we're all competition where in the nft and the web3 space i've noticed that these communities are very much more open they're they're more willing to share their thoughts and ideas um their experiences you know and and just try to help people avoid um, mistakes or dealing with hardship in, in certain aspects of the space as far as like investing too much or not investing enough or not doing enough research on a project and everything. So it's things like that that I learned, um, especially like what you mentioned of, of you coming out with something different because, and I thank you for that, because I was one person that got very discouraged in the, in the beginning of getting NFTs because like a fucking moron, I saw all these fucking bored apes thinking that they were all official bored apes for like cracked out prices and I spent like almost $2,000 buying all these fucking fake apes that had nothing to do with the Bored Ape Yacht Club and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be so rich and then two days later they were all deleted from my wallet from OpenSea for being fake accounts and everything and I and just again it was me not being properly educated and me just going for okay this looks just like this project but like a filter over it or something and really being naive and not doing the proper research and putting in the right time to understanding how easy it was um, like I knew it was okay make a design or a picture put it up on this website and then you can have people come support you and sell or whatever but I didn't really know in depth what would stop one person or what uh, um, separated one project from the other from the way they looked or the people who made it I didn't know about doing proper research to be able to join the communities I didn't even know how to join the communities if it wasn't for like the V friends and and sharing the information about discord i wouldn't have known discord is used for that i thought discord was literally specifically used 
for for gamers i didn't think it was something that anyone can just jump into and it could be used for what it's used for i thought it was just okay this is just for gamers and only for twix or like that's just how naive i was and it wasn't until i started realizing and learning through um these communities it's like all right you can use this it doesn't have to be specifically for a community of a project it could just be just to talk to your friends or just to make a, a, a meetup or so the more i started learning about the possibilities with the technology that was supporting all these projects and all these websites and things i started learning like okay this is just like the music industry where just because you don't do the proper research or because the way people present it you think you need this whole massive label and a big budget and this huge team behind you to do something when really if you keep it simple and you focus on what you really want and really care about you will attract the right people and they'll work with you and they'll be patient as you figure things out and as you're building stuff from the ground up so um i want to thank you for that for actually going that route and thinking that way and uh, making your own, um, you know, creation from scratch and your own idea and being just original. That's something that I know is not easy to do, especially with how saturated the Web3 space is. Everybody has a project um, that does that's related to something. And it's just hard trying to find your your version your your language your sign your logo just your theme your thing you know what i mean so i i know that's not easy to do also when creating something um but besides for any um like learning aspects or anything like that besides for the code and and designing and stuff what's something that you would say um if maybe you didn't have any but what's a fear that you say you would have or that you had um before you started the project or even now that you already launched the project and i know you mentioned it's one of those things where now that you already had uh not even just your close friends but other complete strangers invest in the project and support you um it tends to you tend to think about what's next or what you're going to do to keep it growing and show people that you're you're constantly putting in work and that you're actually doing something to keep the project going for the next couple of years and so that you said it could go up to that one eth or more what's something besides that that you say is a fear that you have in the back of your mind or a fear that's developed even after you launched your project Oh yeah, that's a that's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fear, right? And there's a lot of doubt um, when you when you're putting things out of the world, um, it, especially if it's from the heart, right? And something that that you care deeply about. And um, when you're talking earlier about you know saying thanks for making this project and being different, and everybody's got a different project. Yeah, man, it's you got to be inspired. Like this project was, it just came out like last summer, just. Like, I don't even know how it happened, you know? So, like, there's a quote, like, uh, I, I watched a lot of Instagram reels, and it was, like, a quote by, like, Jay-Z. He's like, you know, like, there's a knowing in being an artist, right? Um, so I don't really fear about Vectorbots, to be honest, because I just know. <laughs> and this sounds super arrogant, dude, but, like, I just know it's going to work. Like, I just do. Um, there's something There's something there. And and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let go of it. Um, so my biggest fear, I guess, um, beyond that is just being, you know, is other people going to see that? Can other people see that? Can I, as you know, who can, who can I bring in to help me uh, achieve this vision? Because it's, it's so big. What I want to do is, is really big that I can't do it exactly by myself. So I'll need to bring other people in. So, you know, my biggest fear is that I bring the wrong people in or, um, you know, I, I, 
or I don't um, bridge that gap from a quote community project to uh, you know a bigger a project that could be <laughs> could flip V friends one day. Like you know, like you know, I think that I think that vector bots could flip V friends one day. You know, that's that's the type of thinking that you have to have um, in order to 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 even get you know above half an ETH, above 0.25 like um so yeah my biggest fear is uh that other people won't see that or i won't i don't know i, I guess i guess i'm not like worried about not having massive success i just uh okay boil it down uh boil it down pr my biggest fear is that i i launch my project and it doesn't sell out right and i only sell a little bit um so that would be my biggest fear at the moment uh, but what I'm doing to kind of combat that is I, I'm, I'm like looking into having a, a mint price like ridiculously low. Like when I drop Vectorbot to generative, it's probably going to be 0 0.005. Like that's how low I'm going to go. Um, because I want the people that believe in me to win. I want you to sell it for, you know, I want you to sell it for 10 times what you paid for it. So, you know, if you sell for 0 0.05, you can 10x your Vectorbot. So that's kind of like what I'm thinking. So yeah, my biggest fear is uh, that, that I stall out, you know, that I stall out and I can't, I can't keep going and growing, right? Widening that net. I hear you on that. Yeah, that's, that's something that it's, I came up with an idea um, sometime last year and well, it, it was a, a good two years that I was thinking about it since I started the whole journey with learning about NFTs. And the first thing it's even now, I haven't even started it yet because I know it's a great idea because I've shared it with a couple of other people and they all love it. And the thing is, is that whenever I share it with people, I try to share it with people in the sense that I can try. I just don't know how the Web3 uh, space works as far as trying to network and build a project together with other people. So what I tend to do is I splurt out all my ideas to people and then I notice I made a mistake because I do it and they're like, all right, you literally just gave us an idea and you told us why you can't do it, but yet we have the means and the capability of doing it ourselves. So why would we keep you? So then uh, like things like all oh, my age and my experience, that's when those things kick into me a lot because when I first jumped into it, I was very like enthusiastic about, oh, I, I, I love NFTs. I want to do a project now too. Because like as soon as you learn about NFTs and how like anyone can do it, the whole thing is just coming up with a good idea so that you can actually start your project. And then once you have your idea, it's like, okay, now you have your idea. Now what do you do next? Then you start noticing, okay, you need someone to design the 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 NFT if you're gonna have like an artistic one. Then you need someone to do the coding if you're not just gonna have the basic code when you go to OpenSea or one of those other uh, third-party like websites or whatever. Then you need to have uh, 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 you need to focus on community. Then you need to and at first you're like, oh, I could do all that myself. But then when you start really getting into it, it starts getting overwhelming in the sense of thinking about okay, like even if you don't, you, you probably don't even have one person in your Discord yet and you're thinking about oh what am i gonna do when there's a hundred and it's like all right you haven't gotten there yet but it's like that's one thing that i tend to shoot myself in the foot over is is i overthink about things that aren't even a problem or don't even exist yet and i start holding myself back by thinking okay i don't have a team i don't have the money to start the project i don't have a designer i don't have this i don't have that but i have an idea so then you start putting yourself out there and then it comes all right 
no one really likes my idea or they like your idea, but they don't like the fact that they're going to work with you because you don't bring anything else to the table. So you start overthinking. Or at least that's how I, I do it. So that's why for a while I was like, you know what? Instead of me just interviewing music people and stuff, let me start interviewing um, people who have their own NFT projects also as well. Like the whole purpose of the podcast is that I want to learn. Um, I basically wanted to document my journey of trying to talk to and interview and learn about other people's journey independently growing their business or as an artist a label a brand whatever it is and basically just learn from them the same way that um you know you follow gary v for so long and it's not like he just flat out one day is like oh here's nfts it's like he worked his way up to it he introduced everybody and he basically shared what he was learning as he was learning it with everyone to tell them look i think this has potential this is why this is what i've been looking into these are the projects that caught my attention this is why they caught my attention and this is why i believe that they have potential to do something in the future and being that he's always had like a good run with making good calls and things like that in that area you tend to follow it also because you know that that person has experience or is in rooms that you can't get into of people that have a good heads up and a good idea of what's to come because they're so involved in the space or in the business aspect of things they already know the repetitive routine of people who invest in those things and they can see okay around this time we're gonna have a bad month or a bad season or a bad quarter or whatever so have you but then it's like what do you do when you don't have a Gary V for that specific thing so that's like another thing that I've been looking into and why I've been jumping into so many different communities and projects is what if Gary V just decides one day okay I don't really want to deal with with NFTs no more as much as I am I'm moving on to the next thing or if uh, God forbid he just decides he doesn't want to put out any more content whatsoever so it's like it's no different than him stating um, what are you going to do when um, Instagram shuts down and all you've been doing is going on Instagram so you start trying to dabble in all the other social media stuff like that's basically the same thing that I'm trying to do as well by jumping into the recording aspect interviewing people as well as working with talking to people my last interview that I had with Zane from Chippy's World I felt all over the place like I, I got overwhelmed I was nervous because of course it's even with you as well from working with NFT NYC and him working under Gary or how he used to work under Gary I look at it like it's overwhelming that I don't want to embarrass myself by misrepresenting or mispresenting you as a person or your project that you're working on. So I overthink about things and that's those are one of the things that I fear about is basically not living up to the expectations of what people expect based off what you present online. So yeah, um, man, you know, that's, I, I'm glad that you said that and that you're being vulnerable in that way and talking about that, because I think a lot of people do that. I, I see a lot of people, or I hear a lot of people like apologizing, right? Um, uh, you know, sorry, you, don't apologize. We understand life gets in the way. You miss a day on your podcast. You miss a, a, a spaces or something like it's, it's totally fine. It's good to apologize and stuff, but don't apologize for being who you are and, and making mistakes. Like we're all human. We all make mistakes. And man, like <laughs> don't think that I'm any better than you or know anything just because where I'm working or, you know, that I've sold a couple of robots. Like, no, man, we're all equal. Um, we're all, warts and all buddy. So like, <laughs> don't, don't get out of your head on that. Cause, no. um, you know, you're, you're just as you're, we're all here <laughs> and you're, you're putting in the work, man. And, and your podcast, I thought the, um, last week with Zane, like, I didn't think it was all over the place. I really enjoyed that space. So, um, yeah, don't be too harsh on yourself. 
I, I really appreciate that. Thank you, man. And thank you for showing support also by tuning in that day as well. Um, but before we keep going on, um, is there anything that you want to share with us that's coming up? I know that I've been seeing you post up a lot of different um, versions of uh, vector bots that you've been working on. Is there a new wave of vector bots coming up? Is there a, 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 new, yeah. a new thing that you got um, that you're going to announce soon that you want to share with us? Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know when I'm dropping the generative collection. I don't know exactly what the cost is going to be. I know I'm going to do about 5,000 of them. And I'm working out all the traits. Uh, so what you've been seeing is I've got about 23 of the 100 traits that I'm planning to create for the project. Um, I want to make the project on-chain vector. Uh, I want to <laughs> really use the project as a way to start the business, right? Really as a, as a Kickstarter for vector bots. Um, and, and I'm okay with selling it super cheap. So, you know, just, just follow me, you know, when it comes out, it's going to come out. If you're in the discord, you're going to get, you know, the, the earliest access. If you're following me on Twitter and Instagram, you're going to be able to see when it comes out. And I think, um, you know, if you like supporting somebody who likes to give back and, and, and pay it forward, um, then check out the vector bots. You know, I think everybody in here has basically been helping me out uh, as I've gone on. So thank you guys so much. I can see a lot of familiar faces in here and I just really appreciate you guys. Uh, big things are coming for vector bots. I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm continuing my work with NFT NYC. Um, they've contracted me to go to London. I'm going to use all my contacts there to really grow uh, vector bots. I mean, we're, we're only a year in uh, to vector bots and, and I really feel like um, I've got a stab. I've got a really good foundation. Like you guys are amazing. I've got a really good foundation of folks, of community, um, and so what's coming for Vectorbots is uh, anything and everything, man. There's going to be a generative collection coming. I I'm, I'm hopeful to get it out before the end of the year. I don't really care about the market condition, bear, bull. Uh, Vectorbots is going to be here regardless. Uh, you know, this is this is my thing, man. This is what I'm going to be known for in the space, um, and I'm going to. I'm going to try to try my best to uh, give the value back to anybody who, who sees my value. And that's really how it's been. Like, uh, you know, follow me along at uh, Luna in the crowd. She just won a helpful hippo card that she paid it forward to another person in the community. Like, um, you know, I've, I think if you add up all the giveaways that VectorBots has done, we've given away a dead fellas, a world of women. Um, we've given away like five Avastars, uh, you know, four Fangangs, a lot of NFTs. Um, it's it's about, you know, any success that I have that VectorBots has, it's going to trickle down to um, the folks that have been supporting me uh, in my journey here. So a lot of things, a lot of things going on up here with, uh, with VectorBots. But yeah, you're right. There's going to be a generative collection um, coming soon. Thanks for asking. And for anyone who wants to check out the the Vectorbots um, collection, I have I've pinned uh, a tweet that has a link to the OpenSea that you can go and check out, as well as I pinned the tweet that has a link for his Instagram, so you can guys can go and check out the videos that I've been talking about. He's been sharing videos of his different design ideas and asking people for trait ideas, also. So if you want to go and show some love and support, go and follow him on Instagram. Make sure that you're following Tim also on his Twitter, as well as his Vectorbots um, Twitter profile as well um before we get out of here i want to uh first of all thank you tim for giving 
your time and for coming and sharing more information on your project and collection. I really appreciate it, as well as your experience in the Web3 space and what got you to start your own project. Um, but before we get out of here, I want to commemorate this space with a POAP. Um, I did myself. It's not anything really extravagant, but I put something together. So if you guys have your POAP app, I would like you guys to take it out right now. Go to your POAP app, open it up. Go down to the bottom right-hand corner where it says Mint. Then you're going to click Secret Word. And the secret word to collect today's POAP is going to be Vector Bots. One word, capital V, capital B. And no space after the word. It's all one word. I love that, man. Thank you for making the POAP. And again, stop apologizing, right? You took the time to make it. You put the secret word in like you did the work to make that. So it's a legitimate POAP. I'm going to claim it. Wait, hold on. It should be. I don't know why it's not. Or maybe it is a space. No. Is anyone else have? Did anyone? Was anyone able to uh, claim it? All right. Well, it should it should be working. If anyone has a problem, reach out to me. Mine thing is saying it's taking a minute to mint. I hope everyone was able to get it. If not, I am I'm going to screenshot right now everyone who's here in attendance. If for whatever reason you guys have a problem and you can't claim it, please send me a DM and I'll send you a link um, to receive the the PO app. Um, but thank you so much for everyone who attended, for showing love and support. Thank you, Tim, for the time, for coming in and for being a guest. Um, yeah, man, I can't wait to, to see what you guys have coming up next in the project and maybe to have you even on again as a guest and share some more for, for when you guys break one ETH, man. Heck yeah, man. And, and you know, that's the thing. You, you, I love doing these podcasts and um, sharing my story with anybody who will listen. So keep doing them. Keep having our artists on. And, and thank you for, for hosting the space to give someone like me an opportunity to tell their story. No, thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. And it was a pleasure having you, man. I uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. Everybody, you too as well. Um, stay productive. Stay active. Don't forget to show love to all your independent artists out there. And be sure to go follow Tim and show love to Vectorbots. This has been another episode of Clocking Out. I love y'all. Stay safe and enjoy your day. Peace. See you, Pierre.